Whole 30 day three, this is the end of the day. And I just wanted to record this really quick before I forgot there's all these things floating around in my head. We have been getting such great messages from you listeners. So thank you again. It is so cool to hear your experiences about all of this and to know that you're cheering us on if you've already done it or if you're doing it with us. But someone wrote us and I thank you so much for giving honest feedback about some of the issues they did have with Whole30. One of which is that they feel some of the claims that Whole30 says about foods that are off limits is kind of questionable. Um, I won't go into too much detail, but it more or less got me thinking of how we sometimes we are like sheep and we just follow things because a lot of people have followed it and I kind of had to sit and laugh at myself because I'm like it's just just like just another I'm not gonna say fad but it's kind of like yeah I guess it's really important for us to question these things and while there is a ton of research and I know that this is a very widely spread and used program uh, I think it's also just kind of at the end of the day so important for you to listen to your own body and do your own research and uh, fine-tune what works for you so I'm just gonna kind of say that and put that to bed. Uh, a lot of you are also really concerned that I have not been eating apples for the past two years. I said that in when I was in Costco and I kind of misspoke. I've been eating apples and whole foods just fine, but I never, <laughs> and this is like me kind of like trying to pay attention to shopping and recording at the same time. But I, you know, those big, uh, plastic containers of apples at Costco, it's like in those big, you know, separators, a huge plastic shell. I was not buying those because there's so many of them and I wasn't eating as many uh, fruit carbs when I was counting macros that I just wouldn't buy those apples. And I used to buy them all the time and I loved them and it was like such a great snack and such an easy snack. But instead I was buying the Trader Joe's little like mini packs of apples, sliced apples. I know how lazy is that. But instead of buying the huge Costco apples and slicing it myself, I was buying the Trader Joe's small packs of apples. So I'm sorry that I really freaked everyone out that I was like, I haven't eaten an apple in two years. It was more that like I wasn't buying and I probably, I probably said I didn't eat apples for two years, but now you guys know I did. And I was just being spacey at Costco. I just wasn't buying them at Costco. Okay. Okay, we cleared that up, so don't worry about me. But I will say that I was eating bars and things that I know are not as filling. I know that. I was just freaking addicted to freaking Quest bars, and I am not ashamed to say that, but they were so addictive. I would crave them like candy. I'm like, oh, it's so good. It tastes like chocolate chip cookies, and uh, that's a problem. That's just a problem. So that's where I'm at though. So um, I am so happy though. I noticed throughout the day that uh, I'm more hungry in the morning. So I was already craving like my second breakfast slash part of my lunch by 10 o'clock in the morning. I know that has a lot to do with the fact that I get up really early to work out and I, you know, I'm just going to be more hungrier the first part of the day. That just tends to be my pattern. And that's also when I was counting macros. I feel such a freedom of not tracking, but being more intuitive. I will probably say that a million times throughout the month, so get used to it. And that I was texting Claire and my friend Jess today. We have like a little support group, text group, which I highly recommend you do if you don't have one. You need like a text tribe to just keep you sane throughout life. I completely 
want to make sure that everyone has a text tribe. So if you don't have one, get one. It's like one or two friends. I think more than two, it gets a little annoying where it's just like too many text messages. But anyway, we were texting today that uh, I, I was like, man, it feels, isn't it weird? And again, I'm going to be a disclaimer that I'm not talking bad about macros, but I learned so much. I'm trying to be very diplomatic here. You can tell I learned so much on with macro counting, but it, I'm realizing doing whole 30 and you guys just wait for it. This is going to sound insane, but doing whole 30 feels so easy compared to macro counting. It's so weird. It's so bizarre that whole 30 is like a pretty big deal. And macros for me was really hard. I'm realizing it's like just hitting me of how hard it was for me. And if you think about it again, disclaimer, not talking about, about macros, please, 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 please don't think I am. But here's, here's my thought. If you think about it, you're kind of going off an arbitrary number that is kind of guessing off of your calories and kind of guessing off of your activity level. And maybe some days it waxes and wanes and you know, you get it. If you've done it before, you get it. But it, um, it doesn't really give you any flexibility if you're feeling different on different days, right? I think in general, I love the idea of being consistent so your body is at a set point and feels safe and feels nourished and feels like it has enough food. But I uh, always felt like I was running out of food at the end of the day. And while I know that has so much to do with planning, I don't really love to plan my meals. I just want to be like, I'm hungry. So it kind of was this internal conflict of like, I know I should eat. But if you're not hungry, I think we get stuck in the mentality of we have to eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and we can't have snacks, and we can't, uh, or that you have to have breakfast in the morning at 9 a.m. or 7 a.m. or whatever clock a.m., and then you can't eat until noon or whenever lunch is, whenever you have lunch. So it, you know, if I was very hungry in the morning, I would be like, oh, God, I got to wait till lunch, but I was like starving. And then I'd have all this anxiety about not having enough food for the end of the day, even though I knew that I was, whatever. So the fact that I can kind of let go of that fear of running out of food, which you guys, I know everyone's like freaking out right now being like, how did you do that for a year and a half? Why would you do something like that? Just let's, let's all just let that go, please. That's, that's for me to figure out. Um, but that I now at work, I'm like, ah, I'm hungry. I'm going to go, I'm going to eat my lunch early. And I have, I bring like a crap ton of snacks, by the way. My, I have a huge bag of food that I travel with and I eat it when I'm hungry. And then I'm not like worried that I come home tonight and I'm like, oh crap, man, I'm like going to run out of calories. I just eat because I'm hungry and I eat as much as I want. But I also think that people think, that if they're just left to their own devices on Whole30 and eat as much as they want, sure, do some people have issues with listening to that? Um, you know, your body signals and are those off? Sure, but I'm pretty sure mine are pretty 
uh, you know, we're pretty healthy to begin with. Uh, you listeners out there, I know that you are healthy to begin with, and um, I'm fairly healthy to begin with. So my my internal messages are probably pretty right on. So I don't think I'm gonna be like overeating like um, any of this food. But it's just so nice to also. I'm thinking like. Oh, this sounds so horrible. I I apologize of like how weird I sound, but I don't apologize. Actually, I take that back. I uh, I'm, I really miss talking to Claire. I feel like such a like back and forth. Like I have a conversation with you guys that aren't really there, but you are there. I really miss having Claire to to dampen my feelings. Claire does not let my feelings get out of control and on these I'm noticing on these voice memos that I just have all the feels and she's my dampen my dampen girl but I was thinking about like some sometimes if I go to events or if I go to social gatherings that I'm not allowed to have oh god not allowed you know what I'm saying that I I'm worried that there's not going to be options for me or that it's going to be too too many macros or whatever. And now I'm like, I could go anywhere and be pretty mindful about what's available and ask the right questions and you're good. Like, I don't know. It just feels really liberating. So the fact that I was texting Claire to that today, I'm like, the fact that a whole 30 feels more flexible than the year and a half that I was just on is equal parts exciting and very scary. And that was what Claire said and Jess said oh it's only day three you guys are well the end of day three when you're listening to this it will be day four and I almost want to apologize for all the (laughs) I applaud you if you're still with us listening to these voice memos I applaud you okay turning this off next update day four Good morning. It is Whole30 day four, May 18th. Um, I'm driving to work, so and it's raining, so sorry if you can hear my windshield wipers or the rain in the background, or maybe if that's a nice soothing touch. Um, I think the biggest thing for me today, I've just been thinking a lot about what it really means to have a restrictive diet versus having the freedom to eat whatever you want versus... (laughs) Hi, Miles. Whoa. Um, Versus eating intuitively and like, what does all of that mean? And I think, you know, when it comes to diet, we literally and metaphorically want to have our cake and eat it too, right? Like we really want to be able to eat literally whatever we want um, because we think that that in some ways is what a healthy relationship with food looks like. I think that we have been really um, over-cautioned about, you know, food restrictions, um, which makes us think that anytime there's any restrictions that are self-imposed, that that, you know, is unhealthy. And I know that, you know, obviously anything we say ever say about diet or exercise and crossing that line into an unhealthy relationship Anytime we talk about that, there are obviously exceptions and there are obviously some people who are going to be more sensitive to certain things than to others. And, you know, everybody is going to get triggered by something different. But I think in general, we have kind of been 
led to think that f- having freedom around your food, man, Miles is so talkative this morning, um, means being able to eat whatever you want. And, you know, for macros, that in a way was true because you could eat whatever you wanted. You just couldn't eat as much as you wanted. And Joy last night um, texted me and, and our friend Jess and said, you know, I'm starting to realize how restrictive or how restricted I felt on macros because eating whole 30 just feels like freedom. And it's interesting because I've also heard the opposite from people who've eaten strict paleo for a long time who then go to macros and they say, oh my gosh, I was so restricted on paleo. Now I feel like I have the freedom to actually finally eat what I want. And, you know, it just is really differs for different people depending on where they are. But I think the biggest thing that that tells me is that, you know, you can't, live your life in this all or nothing food mentality. And, but also that being said, I think that we have spent so much time and energy talking about, you know, there's no such thing as a good and bad food. And I really believe that. Like, I don't think food in and of itself does not, um, have inherent value, but I think maybe a better way of framing that is that eating certain foods does not make you a good or bad person. Because I think that there are better and worse foods for sure. Like there are foods out there that are not actual food, that are just, you know, processed crap and they're bad. And, you know, I'm not, not, that's not to say that you become a bad person if you eat them, but it is to say that there is little to no nutritional value in them and your body is not getting that much out of them. But, you know, there's a time and place if for those foods every once in a while, um, but they probably shouldn't be a part of your diet on a regular basis. And I think that that's kind of where we have missed, um, on having that mentality of like, there's no such thing as a good and bad food. And obviously whole 30 takes it to the extreme of that mentality of like, there clearly are yes and no foods on whole 30, which we really try to move away from that kind of thinking in our day-to-day life. But I think in a way you can't, you also can't swing to the other side of the, of the spectrum and say, every single food is on is should be on the table and you know like you should be eating bonbons as long as they fit your macros and you know we've talked about that a little bit too about how people use macros as an excuse to just eat like shit and I don't know for me I think whether you look at paleo or the Mediterranean diet or you know any of these diets that um have come up in the last several years and have actually gained some traction or the, a lot of them, I think the common denominator is that they cut way back on processed foods. And, you know, in a lot of like paleo writing, they talk about those as being food products, not food. And, you know, that, you know, that processed food is not, shouldn't really be considered food. Like food is something that is in more or less its natural state other than having been cooked and seasoned when you eat it. It hasn't gone through multiple stages of processing um, in order to become the, the product that it is today. And I agree with that a lot. I think that there's a lot to be said about, you know, basing your diet around whole foods. Um, but yeah, it just, I really was just in the last day been thinking a lot about like, what does it mean to, to have food freedom? Like, what does it mean to feel free um, around your food choices? And it just looks so different for some people. But I do think that ultimately, 
we can kind of go to the extreme of thinking like, well, you know, feeling free means having the freedom to literally eat whatever I want. Um, and you know, I need that in order to feel like I'm not being restricted. And Miles is just chatting right along with me this whole time. I hope you guys can hear him anyway. Um, I think the other thing that I've been thinking about too is, um, excuse me, this idea of intuitive eating. And somebody asked, you know, what does intuitive eating look like? Like, when will you know when, when you're there? And I think the answer to that is I'm not really sure. I just know that I'm not there right now because I know that I feel confused about, you know, I think I talked about this yesterday or the day before, like when I was on macros, I frequently was eating when I wasn't hungry because otherwise I wouldn't get in my numbers for the day or I was eating foods. Like I was eating so much protein that, you know, I just felt super gross sometimes the end of meals and, and overall it kind of, you know, I didn't feel, um, I didn't feel bad, but I definitely would end a lot of meals thinking like, man, I really, if, if this, if it weren't for macros, I would have stopped eating a while ago. Um, and I think that's the opposite problem that a lot of people have, but I think I've just really come to learn that despite what I'm kind of, what you see all the time. And this goes back to Instagram, even of like, in some ways I feel like it's become a competition to see how much you can eat and like, you know, how high your macro numbers can be. And, um, you know, to say like, well, I'm eating 500 grams of carbs and I'm still, you know, I still have abs and like, that's great, but my body does not want that much food. And I never have been a big eater. Um, I've always have been the type of person who just, you know, eats a couple of small meals. I'm just not a hungry person. And I've always said that about myself, but somehow, you know, being on the macro train and kind of having the goal all of a sudden be like, how much can we get you to eat before you start to gain weight? Um, I, you know, very quickly got swept up in that and thought like, wow, this is great. Look how much I'm eating, completely ignoring the fact that my body was clearly telling me we're not this hungry. You know, yes, no, we may not be like gaining crazy amounts of weight, but like we're not this hungry. So I think for me, intuitive eating means eating when you're hungry and knowing what it means to really feel hungry. I know that that's a problem for some other people who just eat at their mealtimes um, because they think that's when they're supposed to eat um, or who misinterpret a craving for hunger. Um, and then I think the other one, the other component of that is learning what your body wants and when to stop eating. And I think making choices based on what your body wants that are going to have positive effects on your body. One of the things that the um, book, It Starts With Food, talks about is they open up by saying their philosophy is that when it comes to food, there are foods that make you more healthy and there are foods that make you less healthy and there's nothing in between. And I don't know if I fully agree with that dichotomy, but I think there is a lot of truth to that. Um, You know, that I think we make a lot of choices that we see as being kind of benign and they end up actually contributing to bad health, even if that just means poor habits. So anyway, going back to intuitive eating, I think that for me, that looks like um, eating, you know, only as much as I need 
making the right choices to know what my body wants in that moment and then stopping, you know, stop and then stop eating when I feel full rather than when I feel like my meal is finished or I've reached my macros. So, um, I'm just kind of working on that and kind of trying to figure out what that looks like. And I know that's kind of a lot, um, and it kind of disorganized today, but that's kind of what is on my mind right now is just that difference between, you know, is there such thing as a food that's bad or, you know, how can we move away from this mindset of have your cake and eat it too when it comes to nutrition and the foods that you should or shouldn't be eating? Um, and then also, you know, how does that all incorporate into intuitive eating? So other than that, <laughs> logistically speaking, um, yesterday, the rest of yesterday went well. I went to Mod Market and I looked at their menu beforehand and came to find that none of their, all of their salad dressings had vegetable oil in them. And I am not the type of person I, I came to realize who will eat a salad with no dressing. I just don't like raw vegetables like that. I'm just not a fan. And so I looked online and I, their chicken green chili and their rosemary mashed sweet potatoes were Whole30 compliant. And a couple other things too, but those were just kind of the first two things I found. But then when I ordered them, the chicken green chili ended up being really spicy, which I wasn't ready for. And I just, it was like, I had, there's a certain kind of spicy that's kind of like that green chili spicy that gives me heartburn. And I wasn't anticipating it being spicy, so I didn't think it would be a problem, but it was. And so I didn't really eat very much of it because I was afraid it was going to give me heartburn. So I ended up really only having like a side of sweet potatoes for dinner when I was out with my friend. Luckily, I got home pretty early since, you know, I had, I had Miles with me and I had to put him to bed. So I was able to eat, um, eat more food when I got home, but it, it was just not, not a super positive first eating out experience. So it definitely could have gone worse for sure. But, and I, you know, like I said, looking ahead at the menu made a big difference, but anyway, um, and then today eggs and a piece of bacon for breakfast for lunch. I have some more of my chicken wings and some broccoli. I have, um, apple with almond butter and carrots for snacks. Those are kind of my snacks this week. Also, I am debating whether or not to get an instant instant pot. Um, everyone raves about them. And for some reason I have been resistant to the idea, even though I love my slow cooker. Um, and I use it all the time and I have a pressure cooker and I would use it way more if I felt like it wasn't, but like, I'm afraid of it exploding. Like legitimately it scares me to use it. Um, but it, I think I would use it more if it was not, you know, an electric pressure cooker and we have so little storage in our kitchen that both of these things collectively pretty much take up the entire one entire shelf. So I feel like I'm a good candidate for the instant pot, but for some reason I'm resisting it. So let me know what you guys think if you have one. Um, so far everybody has had nothing but great things to say. So maybe if you're out there, I do want to hear if you have great things to say, but if you're out there and you had bought an instant pot and you didn't like it, tell me why I would be very interested to know. And well, thank you guys so much for all the support you've shown us. Here we are day four. Um, and yeah, we'll check in again soon. Day four, all 30. I'm on my way to the gym. It is freaking freezing, sleeting outside. Denver's got the craziest weather in May. Just when I still think May equals warm weather, not so much. So I am a little tired this morning. I don't know what that's about. I've also been 
going to bed later. So I kind of, it's almost like I have more energy at night, but I'm feeling a little run down today. Uh, not like sick or anything. I don't know. We'll, we'll see how this rides out. Maybe I just need some coffee. Um, so far feeling good. I'm just, again, loving your comments and your advice and your feedback and the things that you loved or hated about the whole 30. There's not a lot of negative comments, but like I said before, one of our listeners was just questioning some of the, the, the foods on that weren't allowed and the science behind it, which I'm like, Hey, yeah, let's, let's look into this. Um, I'd like to know from some of you out there, I know I could Google this. I do this all the time to Claire where I'm like, I could Google this, but I just, I want, I, I feel like there's, it's way too complicated of answers. Um, are supplements, like I know they have supplements. I'm confused by the supplement rules, but like if the supplement has like rice flour for the gel cap, like how far down the rabbit hole are we going to go with that? I mean, really, if you take like one pro probiotic, which by the way, I need my probiotic, uh, I don't think I'm going to be like shaking in a corner over that, right? Like that's okay. I, this is where I'm kind of like, come on people, let's not go crazy. Uh, so I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. I'm taking probiotics with a rice flour gel cap. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm going to survive this or not cheat. But if that's cheating in your mind... I would like to know that. Uh, I think Claire's feeling better as, as, as far as her uh, voice messages go. Uh, you've heard that. And uh, again, my, my whole goal from the beginning was like supporting her on this. But I also um, it, it have kind of seen a lot of the benefits for, for myself. Um, is that I feel less inflamed just right off the bat. My body just kind of dropped a bunch of water weight and... I know that has to do with just changing a lot of the foods that I was eating and probably taking away grains or what have you, but I just feel overall less inflamed. And you know what I mean? Like it's when you feel puffy versus bloated, I think that's kind of where I'm at right now where I kind of went through some bloat with just the change of diet or whatever was going on in my body. And then now I, I feel more like I'm just, my body's not angry, if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, I, I think the other piece that always keeps me going with this is, well, it's day four, you know, it's not like I've been doing this for two weeks, but that keeps me going at this point is that, yeah, I'm doing, I really, I really want to support Clara and I want to support this community and I want to, it's not like I'm being some martyr, but I just, I'm like, yeah, it's, this is not hard. This really is not difficult. There's probably going to be days where I crave something. I haven't yet felt that. I haven't yet come to a point where I'm like, oh my gosh, I need ice cream, which is so weird to me. The thing I also notice is the piece where I can honestly feel my body receiving the messages from real food and those hormones or signals kick in that say, you're done, you're full and you're okay now and you that you've had plenty of food and that is so cool because when I was eating uh, differently I would always just feel hungry constantly and that is such an interesting thing for me to see 
I don't feel, I feel like I, I didn't believe it. I feel like I was like, I'm always going to just always be a hungry person. I just want to eat all the food. I just, I'm a hungry person. And so I was very skeptical coming into the whole 30. Like, is that really going to happen? Like, oh my God, I, I don't know if I can just, you know, survive out this. Or I'm going to eat all these fatty foods and it's not going to work. I'm just going to eat so much food. And last night I sat down and I started eating and I had some, what did I have last night? I can't, it's too early. Sorry. I can't remember, but I had my dinner and I was eating it and I was like, man, I'm, I'm pretty full. Like after this serving, I'm pretty full. Like I had to sit for a minute and I'm trying to pause and just be aware of if, am I full? Am I good? And then what I'll do is I'll kind of stop and I'll like go put a dish away or I'll go drink some water and then I'll kind of walk around and maybe do some dishes and I'll be like, am I still hungry? So it's like, I don't, I don't know if that's a great practice, but I just like kind of take a pause of dinner and then I walk away and I start cleaning things up and I'm like, am I still hungry? No, not really. And then I had to go coach running club last night and then I came back and I was a little bit hungry after coaching running club and I kind of was like, could I go to bed now? I'm like, no, I, I kind of want an apple and almond butter. That just sounds good. So I had one. I ate very slowly. Not like crazy slow, you guys. Like anytime I'm talking about this stuff, don't worry. I'm not like nutty. And I just sat, like ate it mindfully. And then I had half of it because I was like, I'm kind of full. That like never happens. I always like crush a whole apple. And it was a pretty big apple. And uh, that was just something that I noticed. So I just pulled up to the gym. I might do another memo. If not, you guys know the drill. Thank you so much for your questions. Thank you so much for all the feedback you've given us on these little mini-sodes. It's just awesome to see. And the um, if you're doing a Whole30 along with us, uh, good luck. And keep us posted on how it's going. Quick thoughts to wrap up day four recording. I... Uh, first of all, forgot to mention the funniest comment someone made. I think they sent us a message, uh, and I apologize. I can't remember the name, but, uh, she was like the stress dreams about the whole 30 that you have. She had a dream that her pillow was made of sugar <laughs> and she couldn't sleep on it. And she woke up like, oh my gosh, I cheated because she has sugar on her pillow and the sugar, like she like licked the pillow. I thought that was so great. And Claire's having stress dreams about it. And I had one last night that was along the lines of eating too much fat and calories. Like at some point I, you know, added it up or I paid attention to what I was actually eating like macro wise. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I just had 4,000 calories. And I freaked out. That did not happen in real life, but it's just kind of funny how our subconscious processing when we go to bed at night and our stressors come out in full force. Um, so yeah, I thought that was really good, but I, I think, uh, I just wanted to add on as well that I'm feeling like the, every time I pull, uh, something out of the fridge to eat, or I kind of put together my meal for the day, or, you know, I'm packing up my lunch for work is just the idea that I don't have to be within this guideline of numbers. And that feels really good to me. Uh, I always say in the counseling world that it 
substances, it doesn't really matter if you use a substance. It doesn't matter if you're, you know, if you smoke pot every once in a while, or if you drink every once in a while, and the extreme black and white thinking that we put on those substances or food or what have you, call it what you will, exercise, anything, sex, drugs, rock and roll, that it doesn't, it's fine if you use it. It's the relationship you have to it that it, that becomes dysfunctional. So, you know, if you start to have negative consequences around your food choices, if you start to have ne- negative consequences from drug use, you know, anything, DUI, arrests, uh, losing relationships, losing friendships around it, that's when you kind of want to step back and evaluate what the heck is going on. And I couldn't help but think about how, uh, and I know I mentioned this a little bit yesterday, how nice it is to just not have to worry about what is in this food and what am I eating? And, and if someone invites me over to their house, I'm thinking, can that fit into my day? And I noticed that was my first reaction or when my husband would be like, do you want to go to dinner? And I'd be like, okay, shit, what? I got to check out the menu beforehand, which I think is fine to do every once in a while on certain occasions and just to kind of know how healthy the place is. But, you know, we, we eat fairly well. So the fact that I was really worried about that was is telling. And I, I'm like, man, that's that's really not good. So I think what I'm trying to say here is that I'm realizing all of the negative habits that I did have while I was doing macro counting and I didn't really realize it. And it's, it's really eye opening. Uh, yeah. So as I I started listening to Melissa Hartwig's new book, well, new to me, uh, food freedom forever, something along those lines, I just downloaded it on audible. So I'm reading it slash listening to it, Scott Parrish. And I really, have been thinking a lot about how she describes taking away all these foods and how people are, you know, they kind of freak out for 30 days because you can't have all these foods. And I just love how she approaches it. It's one of those things where this is not rocket science. This is not eye-opening material. This is not the first time anyone has spoken these words, but the way I got to say, you know, in life, there's certain things that are just delivered in a way that really resonate with you. And this is resonating with me. I'm also very skeptical. I'm also critical and I'm trying to think, okay, is this just another bandwagon that I'm jumping on? I don't want it to be another bandwagon, but it's a tool and it's something that Claire and I have decided to incorporate into our lives. We don't see any negative effects. If we did, we would probably step back and evaluate and look at it again. But I really am skeptical about the bandwagon effect as well. And I think what Melissa also says in her book is like, this is not meant to be longer than 30 days. It's something that you want to start incorporating into your life after 30 days and not to do this long term, because if you are, then you're just using it as another, another tool of restriction. That's brilliant. You know, life is meant to be lived and fun and, and the black, white thinking I think is really addressed here in this methodology and this diet or whatever lifestyle, this, this challenge. So I really love that and bandwagon or not, it's just, it feels good. It feels good. My body feels great. Physical symptoms. I'm breaking out a little bit. My skin's a little upset, not majorly, but I just noticed I have more blemishes than normal. Um, 
slept okay. Uh, you know, anything else physical is not too noticeable. So that's it for day four. We'll keep you posted. I hope you guys are all having an awesome week. We've all almost made it to the weekend. Please give us feedback. Please leave us a review. Please just send us a message. Let us know how you're doing. Tag us. We check mostly on Instagram. If you send us a message to the website, we don't respond as fast. We will respond. It's just not right away. We check our email, girlsgonewad at gmail.com constantly. So if you send an email there, we're, we're getting it in real time. And we try to respond to as many as we can. But please know we read everything that you're writing. And we talk about it between Claire and I all the time and how much we love you guys. I don't think there's a day that goes by that we aren't texting back and forth going, oh my gosh, how great is our community? Oh my gosh, did you see this note? Oh my gosh, I just, I can't believe how lucky I am to know you guys. So big hug out there. Keep it up. Keep up the hard work. It's not hard. (laughs) Love you. Have a great day.